Good morning, good morning, good morning, beloved. How are you doing this morning? The Lord has just been so good, hasn't he? Can you tell I woke up excited? I hope you are too, because today is the start of a new topic and one that is really special in my heart. This week, we will be talking about prayer. I know it's something we all struggle with doing on and off in at least one season of our life. It's only God who had us talking about fasting last week, because in my opinion, if fasting had a sister, she would be named prayer. Fasting is mentioned frequently in the Bible, as we uncovered last week, but few times is prayer not included shortly after. In fact, prayer itself is mentioned over 300 times in the Bible. So, if we've discussed how much of an importance fasting is to a woman of God's own heart, I can only fathom how important prayer is. And we are going to explore that today. So, as usual, gracefully plop yourself in your comfy chair, grab your Bible, pen and paper, and morning wake-up beverage, and join me as we start this morning's podcast in God's presence with prayer. Eternal Father, we are so thankful that you are a personable God, one that wants a relationship with his people. Thank you, Jesus, for breaking the boundaries of time, space, and earth and coming down to die for our sins. You broke the veil that separated you from us and gave access to our Heavenly Father through your bloodshed. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for dwelling inside us and daily edifying our character. Thank you for revealing the Word of God to us with wisdom and revelation. Today, Father, I ask that you bless all of my sisters within the sound of my voice. Give her your peace that supersedes all understanding at this moment. It's very easy to be engulfed in the rush of the mornings and throughout our days, but please just reassure us right in this moment to breathe. Be still our hearts and know that the Lord God is in control. In addition, Father, we ask that you open up our eyes, ears, mind, and hearts to receive with wisdom and revelation the lesson you want us to learn today. It's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray all these things. Amen and amen. Ladies, I cannot express to you enough how excited I am with talking about this topic. We have so much to unpack in such a short amount of time. So let's just jump right into the first question of the podcast, which is, what is prayer? 
So the definition of prayer, according to Webster, is a solemn request for help or expression of thanks addressed to God or an object of worship. But it's a lot more than that, my sisters. Spiritually, it can be defined as an assignment given to us by God, a responsibility, a contract, and a partnership with God's heart, His will. It's a lifestyle, a transformational tool to affect the world around us. Prayer is a place of agreement to move for God's will. The strength of answered prayer is in abiding in Christ. Pastor Bill Johnson defines prayer as engaging the unlimited strength and the unlimited heart of compassion from a perfect father. Prayer shows us that we don't need self-confidence, but God-confidence. It's acknowledging the fact that you can only do so much within limits, and the rest you have to submit and surrender to the safety of God's will. For some, all of this will seem jam-packed, and others may feel like they need a little bit more elaboration, but don't worry. We will do our best to explain everything and review it again to make sure we didn't lose you. Either way, as discussed before, we have a lot to discuss in very little time. So, let's talk about the next topic, which is the benefits of praying. So, what happens when we pray? What are the benefits, or more so, who reaps the benefits of prayer? You don't have to look around very hard and very long for you to realize that the nation and globally, the world around us as we know it, is going into a downward spiral. A lot of us feel hopeless and helpless, like there is nothing that we can do that will or can help what's going on today. But fear not, hope is here, found in the Word of God. Flip your Bibles with me, ladies, to 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, and hold on to your mugs, because we are about to change how you see yourself as a follower of Christ. It says, And if my people, and I want you to hear this when I read this, If my people who bear my name humble themselves, pray and seek my face, and turn from their evil ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. Wow. Let's unpack that. First, let's establish that you bear or carry God's name. Child of God, did you know that? Did you know that you are not only covered by the Son's blood, having the Holy Spirit dwell in you as you are a temple, but also you bear our Heavenly Father's name? So, like we said before, 
what is prayer? It's a responsibility, ladies. We owe it to our children, our husband, friends, and family in the rest of the world to humble ourselves in surrender and submission to pray. When we pray, it gives the opportunity to have a personal breakthrough with strengthened faith and relationship with God that will lead to national and global transformation. One of the benefits is we don't have to stay in our prayer closet for hours at a time. And if we're being honest here, isn't that the reason we sometimes avoid praying altogether? We feel as though if we pray at all, we need to be in one spot for hours and we don't have time for all of that. When in reality, we can go anywhere while doing anything and pray. When you're vacuuming, pray. When you are picking up the kids' toys for the umpteenth time, pray. Really, your kids and you will thank your cool-headed decision to pray later. (laughs) When you are cooking dinner for the hubby and kids, pray. We sometimes feel like the small and quick prayers are worthless or won't do anything, but there's no such thing as an act of obedience that is powerless. Most of the miracles that were made in the Bible and in the world as we know it was a result from a simple prayer but a bold faith. Praying sisters releases the power and presence of God Everyone and everything will benefit when you pray. John Wesley said, God does nothing in the affairs of man except in response of prayer. It's in the habit, heart, and history of God to bring forth healing after devastation in the land. But it must be first instigated by the people that bear his name. It's high time, ladies, that we join in arms and pray to our Father who is in heaven because we do not battle things of flesh and blood, but with spiritual forces. To effectively fight with the strength of God, that strength can only be found on our knees. We carry his name for a reason. We have a privilege, but also a purpose here. Another benefit is that no matter what the condition of your heart is, you can still come to God with it. Are you angry? Tell him. He knows your thoughts anyway. It's not going to hurt his feelings. Are you distraught or confused about something? Again, come to the altar in prayer, but just understand, you won't be the same person as when you first came. We have the invitation to seek his face every moment of every day. What an advantage and comfort that is. You know that in the Old Testament, when someone looked at the presence of the Lord, he would die immediately. In the same way, when we pray, there is something inside of us that dies, that wasn't supposed to live. The verse says, when they seek my face, It's implied that you, at the same time, turned away from something because he can't dwell in the same presence as evil. So, the more we pray and seek his face, we slowly look more like him, and the sin in us loses its power. Still with us? Yeah? Okay, 
let's talk about how to prepare the heart for prayer. Another disclosure here and hold on to this one because we are going to need it later. There is almost no right or wrong way to pray. In the same way, scriptures often point to what the attitude of the heart must look like when we do, remember not if, in fact we pray. What better example do we have to imitate on how to prepare our hearts than Jesus, who humbled himself by assuming the form of a servant, like it says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 7. So, we have to become humble before the Lord. Also, rid ourselves of any bitterness, unforgiveness, and resentment in our hearts that you may have towards a brother. Matthew chapter 5 verses 23 and 24 says, So if you are about to offer your gift to God at the altar, and you remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. Go at once and make your peace with your brother, and then come back and offer your gift to God. Remember when we mentioned the disclosure and how you needed to hold on to it because you'll need it later? Yeah. Well, here's a caveat. We weren't necessarily wrong when we said that there's no right or wrong way to pray. And what was meant by that is the wording. There's no special formulated magic word you need to include in your prayers so that it sits in the first class cushion seat in God's priority mailbox. But there is a right heart and motive to have when praying. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 8, if you can. It says, Whenever you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, because they love to pray standing up in the synagogues, and on the street corners to be seen by people. Truly I tell you, they have their reward. But when you pray, go into your private room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret and your Father who is in secret will reward you. When you pray, don't babble like the Gentiles, since they imagine they'll be heard for their many words. Don't be like them, because your Father knows the things you need before you ask them. So you see, we don't have to pray super long 12-hour prayers in order for God to hear them, but it's important we still pray, not with pride in our hearts, or animosity towards our brother or sister. Let's just stop for a second, ladies, so that we can remind you of this right now. No matter where you are in your walk of prayer, you are a prayer warrior. If you have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you, then you have the tools and the capability to be a prayer warrior. It might not be currently 
your strong suit, or your top two spiritual gifts, but you still possess the power that makes the evil one tremble when your feet hit the floor in the morning. Now, we said there isn't any special words you need to particularly say for effective and fervent prayer, and we aren't going back on what we said. All we are saying is, just as there is a certain attitude of the heart, there is also a certain order to pray to God. Jesus laid it out for us in what's commonly known as the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. I know that you've heard that prayer a billion times growing up, and probably word through the words when I said the first two syllables. But did you realize God was giving us a form of an outline and order on how we should go about our prayers? Did you catch that through the fast-paced recital of God's word? Our prayers should be addressed to the Father and should begin with praise. Our first concern of the heart should be the establishment of God's kingdom on earth. We also need to pray in the name of Jesus because he is where we get our authority, power, and strength from in our prayers. To help you remember the order how you should pray, use the acronym PRAY, P-R-A-Y, praise, repent, ask, and yield. Another one you might be familiar with is ACTS, A-C. T-S. Admirations, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. No matter which one you choose to use, just make sure you don't get tempted to use the supplications or the asking portion your main focus of your prayer. It can be very easy to turn a relational conversation into a grocery list. And don't forget to incorporate confessing our sins to the Lord. The Lord's Prayer reminds us what the human heart needs every day. We need God. We need to be forgiven and we need to forgive. Which means forgiveness is supposed to be just as much of a part of our lives as sleeping and eating. Temptations are not always a solicitation to evil, but are often a testing to prove our worth. Confession breaks the chaos inside of us, and forgiveness breaks the chaos between us. The best time to forgive is before we are offended, and the next best time to forgive is right now. When you are going through different seasons in life and you just don't know how or what to pray, realize that God has already provided the words to say. Not just in your spirit, but in his word. 
Yes, you can pray scriptures back to him. I mean, more often than not, they say what we are feeling anyway, so why not go for it? One of the first prayers we learned as a kid was the Lord's Prayer in the 23rd Psalm. But can we suggest that you go beyond the 23rd Psalm? Have you ever prayed to God Psalm 51 when you sinned and you needed to repent? Or Psalm 119 when you are just delighting in spending time with God during your morning routine? You can even go beyond the Psalms. You can pour your heart out to God by praying over the words found in Job or Lamentations. Prescribed prayers aren't less powerful ones than the ones we come up with in our heart. If anything, shouldn't we feel like it holds just as much power, if not more, because we are praying the word of God back to the Lord? There are a few things I want to share with you before we close out today. Things I want you all to keep in the forefront of your mind as you go about the rest of your day. Without him, we can't. But without us, he won't. Be completely raw and honest with God when you are praying. Even confess that you currently don't have the words to say. Even if all you can muster is the strength to let out moans, groans, tears, and battle cries. Just know that the Lord of all creation knows the language of your heart. You don't have to be okay. It's okay not to be okay. You don't have to dress your honest feelings in Christmas wrapping paper with a pretty bow on top. He still sees the beauty and obedience and even the broken prayers. Whether it's praise or anguish in your heart, your prayers hold the same power that told Jesus to raise up from the dead. That power resides in the temple of your spirit. With that being said, it's foolish for us as women after God's own heart to be given such a transformational tool such as prayer and not use it or consider it helpless. Rest in those truths this morning, my sisters. Sadly, we've reached the conclusion of today's podcast, but fret not, queens. Stay tuned for Wednesday's episode where we take the information we learned today and apply that to our daily life. Today, we talked about what exactly is prayer, who benefits from our prayers, as well as how to prepare our hearts before going before God in prayer. We unpacked the outline Jesus gave us in his word. Additionally, we discussed how powerful prayer is and explored the different scriptures we can pray to the Lord. In the next episode, we are going to talk about how to create a prayer closet, or what I like to call a war room. We will discuss the importance of creating and keeping a prayer journal, as well as how to create creative ways to incorporate your children to pray. We even have a special surprise for that episode, so I'm super excited to reveal it to you ladies on Wednesday. 
Friday, head on over to our blog at Queen Esther University, where we have blogs containing weekly Bible studies, application exercises that you can practice with your friends, family, and fellow Queen Sisters. There, you can also talk to Queen Esther herself through a live chat. Feel free to sign up for our VIP email list where you will be encouraged and filled with some of the wisdom from God's Word through our monthly newsletter and weekly prayers. So stay tuned so you won't miss out on a thing. Well, that's all for now, ladies. Thank you for listening to Queen Esther University. I hope the rest of your week is good to you and brings God glory. Until next time, stay blessed and highly favored. Take care.